Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, the youth. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Happy Tuesday, June 30th. It's crazy to believe we're almost in July. Halfway through this crazy year that we call 2020. We've experienced it all and we still have six months left. And we'll see what comes in these next six months and how we'll wrap up 2020. But we're at that halfway point, you know. Maybe tonight we can sort of celebrate New Year's again and pretend that the year's starting up again because this first half has been not at all what we expected for 2020. But hello and welcome, everyone. This is Amanda Marie, and today I am joined by Nicole, Alicia, and Araya, and we are ready for you today with a whole bunch of different topics, COVID-19 related or not. We're ready to discuss, perhaps argue on some occasions, obviously civilly because we all love each other here on the youth. But before we get into any of that that we have prepped, for today's show, we will go through our COVID-19 rundown here with all our girls. Girl talk is back, I guess you could say. <laughs> we miss our girl talk segment, but we have all our ladies here from the youth today. We're missing Brianna. Shout out to Brianna. But our COVID-19 rundown, we're kicking things off with the global numbers with over 10 million cases around the world with a surpassing death toll of 500,000 and over 5 million recoveries. The World Health Organization is warning that the worst is yet to come as they state the pandemic is far from over and we're seeing that this pandemic is far from over with the current spikes in cases with the reopening phases and everything that's been going on the past few months the past few weeks now here in the UNF in the US we're seeing a confirmed total of 2.64 million cases with 128,000 deaths and over 811,000 recovered patients so as i said and i mentioned we're seeing spikes in different states here in the United States, including California, Texas, Florida, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, and Louisiana, pretty big states, pretty, you know, heavily populated states. And we're seeing uh, somewhere like Arizona, they're shutting down numerous public spaces like bars, like gyms, movie theaters, water parks, all for 30 days due to their recent COVID-19 case spike. We're seeing their schools will remain closed until August 17th. And who knows, there's a chance that they may extend this date further until they can figure out some sort of solution in the reopening phases of schools, which we know is a big deal. And it's a hot topic right now, especially because, you know, we're in that midway point of summer. And in a month or so, we'll be preparing for that back to school mentality as we're nearing the beginning of school once again. We're also seeing in L.A. County and here in Miami, Florida, both of these places are closing down beaches for Fourth of July weekend. Because of these current case spikes in these states, and especially, we know 4th of July weekend, these beaches can get especially packed. And here in Miami, we know we experience it every year. Uh, L.A. County is closing down their beaches starting Friday uh, for the entire weekend, the entire 4th of July weekend. And here in Miami, we're seeing they're taking extreme action. They're closing beaches up on Thursday, and we won't see these beaches open up until after Tuesday, July 7th. So they're making an extraneous effort to make sure that nobody's on these beaches this weekend to avoid these further spikes and these further increases in cases, uh, not just here in Miami, but in LA County as well. We're also seeing there's a new strain of influenza brewing over in China. We're seeing that there the scientists and health officials have recently discovered a new strain of influenza in pigs, which has the potential of becoming another human pandemic. Well, I mean, obviously, having to deal with another human pandemic while we're not even really recovering from the first one is still kind of insane and, and terrifying in a sense, because obviously you kind of want to be as protected as you possibly can be. And at this point, who's to say that we're fully protected because there's so many people who are infected with COVID and there's some people who are asymptomatic. Who's to say that these diseases won't clash and it won't cause a nasty mutation inside the body? Because that's very likely. Um, especially if they share some sort of genomes, that's very likely. But um, I, the whole point in, I, I, I kind of like how Florida and, and everywhere else is assigned to close off their beaches and close off their bars and close off unessential things right now because we are seeing spikes, we are seeing certain things like that. And it is kind of becoming more aware that we do need more of a, I guess more of a back structure for this because we kind of need uh we kind of need that infrastructure so that we can recover fully and so that we do have a, a nice way to start off. If we do have another global, global pandemic, that we are kind of, you know, 
back on pace as normal people and not as victims or patients. Well, yeah, I'm glad that they're closing everything down back again. But um, they never should have opened them up. And I know that's, like, drastic because everybody's now just getting used to, like, oh, we're back to normal. But I really believe that from the jump, they should have never closed. I mean, opened everything up, at least essentials and some non-essentials, but not as much as they did, especially beaches. Beaches should have never been opened up again. And um, I think that people are really believing that we had a decrease, like a a super decrease, but we never had that decrease. This is still the first wave. This is not the second wave. This is still us increasing from that first thing back in March. So I think people are failing to realize that. And that's why a lot of people are getting sick because they think, oh, we're decreasing, we're decreasing because everything's opening up. But no, we were never decreasing or maybe we did, but it was a little decrease. So um, yeah, I'm glad that they're closing things back down again but this could have been prevented so that's my opinion yeah i agree with what you guys are all saying honestly i i think if they close the fourth of july weekend like the beaches they should just close for good and for a while till at least we get that little decrease because the way the world is moving right now i don't think this is okay i think we're going at a rapid pace and it is like i feel like i'm not this world's going to be like this forever at this rate. And honestly, essential businesses should be, should be close to We should be on strict lockdown, like everything closed. Everyone stay in their home for at least two weeks so that we can see a difference. And again, while this spike was sort of expected when we were set to reopen businesses and get back to that sort of normalcy that we're seeing now where unessential businesses like uh, barber shops and hair salons and nail salons and you know restaurants are starting to open up their dining rooms once again while we're seeing this sort of reopening people like myself have sort of stayed away from going to restaurants and avoiding that interaction but you know I've gone to the mall and I've gone to stores and I've you know I've, I've gone to some places now with the reopening and these places are getting packed more than ever now because people are starting to get confident in being able to go out. I've noticed the beaches here in Miami are getting packed every single day, which makes this move for closing them down for 4th of July weekend a smart move because, you know, as I said, beaches are already pretty packed during the summer months because it's hot in Miami. As Right now, I was just outside for a little bit, and it is really, really hot. You can't even go out in jeans and a long sleeve t-shirt without dealing with extreme heat, but especially 4th of July weekend, where people go out to beaches in general, now more than ever, where we've been stuck inside for over 100 days. The beaches are opened up. It would have been chaos here in Miami, Florida, and we definitely would have been dealing with a much bigger spike than what we're dealing with now. And, you know, I've mentioned before how I feel like we needed to get back to that sort of normalcy and open up at some point, because if not, we'd be stuck at home forever. And it's expected that these spikes are set to come and come as an outcome of the reopening of certain things but we just need to ensure that people are returning to normalcy but in a safe manner they're not you know doing this in a reckless manner and we've seen some places deal deal with this in reckless manners we've seen people not want to wear masks when they go out because you know it 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 doesn't allow them to breathe properly and while i agree it is hard to breathe with masks and it's something we have to get used to it's something you need to do in order to go out again so again if we can do this in a in a safe manner, we can avoid these spikes because there's people that are not doing this properly, which is why we're seeing spikes like this, and especially in big states like California, like Texas, and like Florida. But again, this move of closing these beaches down this 4th of July weekend is definitely a smart move by LA County and here in Miami, Florida, to avoid increasing cases even more than they're already increasing. But we'll, you know, we'll see how that works out. Now with this new strain of influenza, that's kind of kind of a scary thing to think because you know just like Nicole said we're still trying to figure out and get COVID-19 under control and now that we're seeing this sort of new strain of influenza brewing over in China you know when COVID-19 started and we started hearing the stories coming out of Wuhan it was it was oh you know we'll, we'll never get coronavirus coronavirus will never come to the United States we'll be fine and here we are and we're dealing with this pandemic and it's you know it's been a huge deal in this country since early March 
and we've been dealing with it since March. So this is something that we need to we need to get COVID nineteen under control before we can really get any other sort of start dealing with another strain of another sort of you know disease here in the United States. Most definitely. I mean, it goes back to <clears throat> the fact that if, again, as I said before, if there is some sort of common denominator in these genomes, this is like really boring biology talk, but if, if, it's, if it does happen and if, uh, if a patient is already a hoax or is asymptomatic to the coronavirus and has a coronavirus, can also get this, in, this influenza, who, who's to say that this won't cause some sort of mutation inside the body? That's what causes new types of strains. That's what causes new types of problems, essentially, for people. So who knows when it goes down to this? I mean, I would have to look, you know, I'd have to, I'd have to do some of my own research on this separately, and I'd let you guys know uh, tomorrow, if I <laughs> look it up tonight, that if they, if they do have some sort of common denominator, that's what's going to make this even more difficult and a lot more deadly than we kind of anticipated already. And that's what us already anticipating nothing happening or kind of nothing happening. Yeah, um, it's really crazy how we haven't even gotten COVID-19 done with and we're getting this new disease that may cause a mutation and it's super crazy because we haven't even dealt with COVID-19 first and it was dealt with uh, in a bad way in my opinion it was super bad because how um, you know everything opened back up and cases are still going up right now and it's just like super crazy how we might have to deal with a new mutation and I really hope we don't but you know, fingers crossed, but who am I to say that, you know, it's not. Yeah, absolutely. And when we come back here on the youth, you know, we've been dealing with seeing our parents work from home if they're not working out on the front lines at essential businesses. We've seen our parents have to deal with remote work. We've had to deal with remote learning. Now we're going to see how some experiments are proving how this at-home anything work school is sort of it's having a negative effect and we've seen this negative effect it's having on students now we're seeing how it's having in the workplace but we'll talk about that and more here on the youth slam radio series xm channel 145 hey look what i found a radio radio slam radio sirius xm channel 145 wake up and text Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. Well, you can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, he's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. 
Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Sam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much, and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. What's up, everybody? This is Spice Adams. Slam Radio, Sirius XM. Yeah! Go! We're taking off. Welcome aboard. Now, back to What's-His-Face. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. next segment we will be talking about working from home you know we're seeing we're seeing some experiments showing that working from home may not be as efficient as we're hearing otherwise you know people are now hearing back from their workplaces and we're seeing how many of these companies are deciding to continue with this working at home until august until september even in some cases october and we're seeing how this continuation of this work at home routine is becoming more and more popular. You know, I'm now working from home and I've been doing that for a month or so already. And it's something that I enjoy. I'm getting used to it while being in office would be cool, especially for my first job. It's something where I've had to adjust because of the circumstances and something else where I have this experience that many other people don't many other people's first jobs. It's an in-person job. And here I am, you know, sitting behind a screen and doing zoom meetings instead of meeting in person. And it's something that I, while I, again, I would like that in-person, having that in-person time, it's something I've had to get used to because of the circumstances. But we're seeing, again, a lot of people are getting used to this routine and being able to wake up and hop on a meeting, you know, five minutes before they just, you know, they change their shirt so that they look professional. But in reality, they're wearing pajama pants. You know, we've heard about the Zoom shirt and even for school. We would do that in some scenarios where we still be in pajamas, but we just, you know, throw a hoodie on top so that it looked like, you know, oh, I changed for school. But there's some experiments that are now showing these working from home situations are sort of this telecommunication type of thing, you know, using platforms like Zoom and using online platforms is diminishing creativity and accountability. We're seeing how some people are struggling on the day to day. And with us in our scenario, it's different because many of us don't work. And instead our equivalent of work during this time was school. And we had to do school through zoom. And we've talked about that here on the youth, you know, we've had to do school through zoom and using platforms like Microsoft teams. And we've relied on platforms like Edmodo and Schoology and just different online resources to help us continue out and finish out our school years due to this pandemic. And for some people, while they found this much better than having to wake up at seven in the morning and going to school and spending a whole school day, then coming home. And even if they had sports afterwards, staying after school, some people found this staying at home, doing school from home much better than they did going to school. And now in this situation with work, we're seeing how people's creativity and accountability is going down because at the end of the day, you're sitting at home and you're like, oh, you know what? I can hop on the computer at 11 o'clock at night and do that later. I don't have to do that right now per se because I'm at home. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. So this accountability starts to diminish as people, their work lives and home lives are just clashing and it's nonstop all in the same four walls of space. So for us in our, our experience during this time has been school. Do you feel like your creativity and accountability went away because you were doing school within your room, within the, the, the walls, of your home, wherever you live, 
Did you feel that or did you feel the total opposite? You felt much better doing at home school, like your creativity was able to flourish because you had more time to engage in activities that you wanted to do and not spend these seven hours in school. Well, I don't think that my accountability nor my creativity suffered throughout quarantine for school. I think more so it's just the fact that because I knew that I was I was in school, I'm like, okay, well, I can work on this assignment this amount of time for the day and then I'll turn it in whenever it's done. So like I was able to, I guess, kind of schedule it a little bit differently. But I, for the most part, I don't really think that neither of them faltered during this time because I just have still some sort of projects to do. I still, you know, found them to be exciting and found some aspect of it that I liked. Uh, primarily, yeah, I, I only really experienced that once, though, to be fair. The other times, it was more just getting it done and going through it. But that's my experience with it. Honestly, me, I have to admit, my creativity went down. Accountability, too. I, I literally do not. I don't know. I can't say do not care. It's just I don't enjoy doing anything. When I was in school, I was I was enjoying myself for some reason. Like I one year in school, I talked bad about it. Like I don't want to be here. I hate this, and this that and the third. But when I'm home, it's like I hate this even more. Like all I do is wake up, sleep, eat. Like I find joy in doing nothing. Like no, everything I say I'm gonna do, I procrastinate and I probably do it. Like two weeks later because I know I'm here 24-7 and I have probably my whole life to do it so I just don't do it and I like end up sleeping but when I'm in school I do so much like I didn't realize how busy I was till I wasn't busy like I do so much at school I'm in so many activities like so there's a lot of things for me to do now I don't do anything in my life Yeah, for me, it's kind of the same. Not really, though, because, okay, so like Alicia said, you know, when I'm in school, I say I hate it and I don't want to be there. But, you know, it has its ups and it has its downs. For me, it's more downs than its ups. And it's like, it's all right. Like, I love my friends and I love, you know, just going to see them or like, you know, my teachers. I like my teachers. You know, I I had good teachers, I had that luxury, but, you know, um, going to online school wasn't that different for me because I still had my classes. It was just easier for me because nobody was ready for it. So, and by nobody, I mean my teachers and the students, you know, we had easier lesson plans just because of, you know, we weren't adjusted to that. So school was easier. And I'm not saying that my, like, accountability diminished fully, but at least 1%. Like, but to be fair, at school, I still, that that bar of accountability is still, like, it's high. It's, it's up there, but it's, like, eh, eh. I don't hold myself too accountable, but unless I'm, like, really stressed. And um, creativity, I'm a creative person. I flourish no matter what, so. <laughs> oh my God, I sound so conceited, but yeah. But I mean, I think the most part, like I couldn't let those things falter because I had just so many classes I need to stay on top of. And that like, if I didn't pass certain things, like it was honestly gonna not be a good outcome. So I just kind of stuck with it. And I'm also a very like self-motivated person. So it goes down to the fact where I'm like, listen, you're going to do this, so you're going to do it. And I, I can motivate myself in order to kind of get that whole feeling back into it. That's kind of why I didn't really falter all too much with those things, because I'm able to push myself to to finish and determine myself to, you know, actually get the finished goal that, that, that I want. And, you know, now that I realize every one of us here was in a different grade level, during this online schooling, you know, Nicole was doing her freshman year, finishing off her freshman year online, Araya her sophomore year, Alicia her junior year, and I was finishing my senior year off on online school. So aside from the fact that I was dealing with all this now, I was dealing with a whole bunch of emotions and everything that came with, you know, finishing my senior off, not the way I expected. But I think that with the combination of the emotions and now having more time at home, having more time to rest, because like Alicia said, it made me realize how busy I was when we were in school. It was nonstop. Wake up at 
4.35 a.m., go to school, do a whole school day, you know, spend some time after school. We would do the show after school, 2.30 to 3.30, and then homework afterwards. You know, it was a nonstop day for me, and I never had that rest. Now that I had that time at home, I was able to, with my emotions and everything I was going through, my creativity sort of flourished as a result of that. I had more time to paint. I had more time to write. I had more time to engage in activities that I didn't have time to stop and enjoy because life was so busy. But I feel like, yeah, well, there's the occasional, you know what, I'll do that later because I know I'll be home. I know I'll be up till 12, 1 in the morning. That's something that I know I can do later. I want to hang out with my family right now. We're having a great time and I'll just do that later. While that is something that I've done on occasion during this whole time, you know, while in school or while dealing with work, it's stuff that I still get it done. So the accountability is still there because I'm not pushing things aside. But it's incredible to think that there's actual adults that have careers and they have jobs. And with this whole at home, they've taken advantage of it. And they've allowed their creativity and accountability to diminish as a result. You know, you have a whole bunch of teenagers here that just have to report for school and get some assignments done. And you're hearing from pretty much everybody that even with everything going on, we sort of had to still push through and fight through it because we had no choice. So for us, we're on a different page as perhaps many adults. And, you know, yesterday on the show, I know a topic of discussion was how unemployment and a lot of people don't want to go back to work because they're living calmly on these unemployment checks. But some pretty crazy stuff that's coming as a result of this pandemic and shifting to an at-home work scenario. But when we come back here on the youth, There's a special national day to celebrate today. And while some people love it, some people hate it. We all use it. Social media. You're listening to The Youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always gonna see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really. That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. You can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, seven to eleven, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Slam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station 
run inside of high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from the Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much, and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. social media day everyone some of us love it some of us hate it we all use it for the most part we rely on it for basic information for keeping ourselves in the loop on you know what's going on in the world today whether it's news sports entertainment some of us use it for fun post pictures some of us don't use it at all some of us spend countless hours on social media but it's become a part of society today and a big part of society today you know there's a lot of positive to it you see the nice stories the wholesome stories shared through social media we've seen people that meet lose touch and reconnect we've seen all sorts of great stories on social media but we also see the negativity that looms around social media as well how do you feel about social media what platform do you prefer you know it's national social it's national social media day so it's only right if we just have at it about social media there's a lot of people that have differing opinions again like i said some people love it some people hate it some people think it's toxic some people think it's the greatest thing that's ever happened the floor is yours i like instagram more than anything because twitter confuses me sometimes i don't like twitter it's it's good for news and i get news from on twitter for some parts of it but not for everything um i think when it goes down to social media it's good because you can connect things and people can become more connected. But I also do think that there is a toxic aspect on it where because, you know, the youth go on it all, all the time, as it said, all the time, we kind of see other people's lives and we other we kind of see, you know, the posts or the pictures that, that, that they decide to just leave on their feed. And it goes into the fact that like, yes, yeah, sometimes, you know, a picture does speak a thousand, a thousand words, but we kind of compare the life that we see on the picture from the life that we might have. So some people, you know, do kind of deal with that in their own sort of sense, which that, which that aspect of it sucks. But I think with anything in life, social media has its pros and cons that people kind of reap. And I think that's an aspect that we can't, you know, shake from anything that we do have as humans, but I, I personally prefer like Instagram and all that over any other social media platform, personally. Although I use social media a lot, well, I just started Twitter, but it's not my favorite, so I'm gonna have to go with um, Instagram, I guess. But at the same time, it's like, I think social media is toxic. I'm one of those people where I could go on Instagram every single day. Like, I'm talking about I'm the type to leave the app and go right back on the app because I have nothing else to do. But I'm also the type to delete the app or, like, disable my account for weeks at a time because I just feel like it's so toxic. See, like, social media people, everyone has, like, a view of, like, a view of you and how you should look, how you should be. And I don't agree with that. I think people should do what they want on their social media, in my opinion. But it's like everyone, why does everyone have to look the same on social media? And I feel like people are just not themselves fully on, like, on Instagram and stuff like that. They just, they try to be someone that people want, that they think people want to see. And I don't agree with that. So sometimes I'm just like, I'm tired of seeing the same thing over and over again. And I just delete social media. So I'm one of those people that are like, eh, I guess it's all right, but I'll be fine without it. Yeah, I'm one of those people that is, like, obsessed with social media, and it's, like, I can't help it. Like, I know it's toxic, but it's fun, so it's, like, I'll, I'll um, you know, sacrifice it, you know, and it's, like, um, 
I have nothing to do now. I'm 16 years old. I'm in quarantine. Um, even without quarantine, my phone is all I have. You know, maybe when I'm older and I have a job or when I get a do- job this year, I won't be as attached to it. But right now, I have nothing to do. And now I actually have an internship and it is to post on social media. So a lot of these like new jobs and, and things are taking advantage of technology. And, you know, I am one of those people, so I'm taking advantage of it. And I have an internship using social media. And it's really crazy to see like, oh, you, I could have my whole career on it. You know, not that I would, but some people do that and that's okay. But, you know, as somebody who, who uses it recreationally, um, I like, I just like it for fun. And, um, you know, I, I'm one of those people that has a spam on Instagram and I'm getting into Twitter more and I actually like it uh, um, more than Instagram. I still use both the same. And I just think those are the two superior apps. Um, I don't use any others. Um, Snapchat, Facebook, there's, they're not okay. Like they're not cool to me. Um, yeah, Twitter and Instagram is the way to go, especially for Gen Z. Like that's the app that we use. And um, yeah, I it's just crazy to see like now that I'm actually in an internship with social media, how people actually look at social media, media like professionally and stuff and it's just like fun it's like a cool new way just to do it because if not I'd be doing nothing my whole summer break without this zoom call I wouldn't be doing my radio and without um my Instagram I wouldn't be doing my internship so that's like pretty cool it it has its ups it has its downs but so does everything else that's my opinion and you know that that's sort of like a pot that's the positive side of social media and I agree with you you know you see, once you get an inside look as to how professionals use social media and how they can use it to their advantage, we see social media is a big network now to promote yourself, to promote your brand, promote your company, promote who you are. You know, people don't focus on buying radio ads anymore or the billboards. Now it's the digital ads on places like Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and focusing on getting those social media influencers that they know have big followings to promote their brand, to promote their product. So that's how we see social media in a professional level where it's actually a pretty big deal. And some people make a living off of social media and that's their career is their social media and building themselves on social media. And like Araya said, social media is a very toxic place. You know, I use Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. And while I like Twitter more because I feel like I can get a lot more trustworthy information from Twitter. You know, you have the news page, the, especially now with the coronavirus, you have the COVID-19 page, you have the entertainment page, the sports page, you get all sorts of information right there on the app and also see what other people are tweeting about. It's also a very toxic place because you constantly see fights. You can't comment on a post with your opinion without being attacked for it and vice versa. You know, you see something that gets you angry and we see the huge Twitter arguments that erupt as a result. So now this is the negative side of social media that we see. We see the same thing going on with Instagram. But yet again, it's just, you know, it, it's another thing that has its pros and cons. And while I rely on social media a lot for, you know, not just, not just, you know, on a professional level where, you know, I can communicate with other people and I use it to promote myself and I use it to, communicate with people who I look up to you know that's how I've been able to communicate with Robin Roberts and I've been able to communicate with these different kinds of individuals it's also a place where like Alicia said you see a lot of people portraying a fake portrayal of who they are and especially amongst the younger generation because you know when you when we see our parents they use Instagram as a place to share pictures from all moments of life whether it's your you know, your award ceremony or your birthday, or it's, you know, just a day out at the beach, they post these pictures because it's a, it's kind of like a scrapbook of your life is what social media is now where everything stays on your phone. Everybody, everything stays on that platform forever, unless you delete it, which we see a lot of our younger, this generation do where it's just post pictures, edited pictures, and it's a portrayal of yourself that is you think people want to see for you so i know like especially lately lately with the reopening of beaches my entire timeline is flooded with people taking pictures on the beach and you know their captions 
you know, chilling on the beach and different story, like different song lines and different lyrics. And that's all I see on my social media. And it's like, when did we get to this point where social media is supposed to be a place to share the nice moments? And while Twitter is not that kind of place, we, I'm talking more Instagram and Facebook. It's a place to share those moments, whether it's a day on the beach or, you know, just a sweet moment at home. We've lost that touch with social media because now it's a place to post those posed pictures, especially for our generation. Now, some people use it like that. And then there's people in our generation that use social media to their advantage. You know, we use social media to promote this show, to promote ourselves and to grow ourselves. But again, it's just that constant, you know, negativity and the positivity back and forth within social media that we see. Yeah, and that's kind of with a lot of things that we have nowadays where it's kind of like you get the backlash, but you get the praise, get the backlash, get the praise. And again, as before, it's a pros and cons type of thing with everything. But I think I personally don't really use my phone all too much because I'm not like stuck on it. I use my computer for like mostly what I need to do, which is like typing and writing. But for the most part, when I am on my phone, it's more of just like a break from what I've been doing the whole day. So like I would I do like going on Instagram to see like how the people are kind of doing, but it does kind of feel a little off when you are friends with somebody and then you do see like the the, the portrayal they think they should be for social media. And it's like, oh, okay, well I, I guess. And it goes down to the fact I think everybody at some point has kind of fallen like victim to that where they're like, I need to look a certain way. I need to act a certain way. And I need to post a picture a certain way because then that's kind of how I'll get the likes. That's how I'll get the recognition, whatever. And that's something that I think we've all kind of realized with social media. That's why I personally think that social media is just a half and half. Like it's good to get your points of view, get who you are out there, but it's also really bad. And it's, it, it, it negatively affects your own mental health and who you are. Because then you kind of psych yourself out. You second guess who you are, how you should betray yourself in real life. And you kind of compare your life to other people's lives. And that's not a healthy reminder to have all the time, especially if you're already like not mentally sound, like you already go through other things. Like that's not, that's not a, a, a good nagging reminder to be like, oh, well, that person went to the beach five times this week. And it's like, oh, I haven't left my room in like the whole quarantine. So it's, that's kind of like, the whole thing with social media that I don't like all too much personally. And again, you know, we all have our different opinions. We all use social media at the end of the day. And while there is positive and negative to it, one app that we're definitely seeing a lot more negative to it in the past few months than we are seeing positive to it is one that's taken a toll over not just the entire nation, but the entire world. TikTok. Not so good. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad (laughs) joke. Corny, groan-worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Calm down. Did you take steroids? Why? How can I but do all would, of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet you he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last up. one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Just tell me no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. Because I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. He ate platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. 
To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. What's up, y'all? This is Martellus Bennett, and you are listening to Slam Radio. We are back. taken over the world people of all ages are obsessed with it we see all kinds of videos on tiktok whether it's the dancing videos to savage by beyonce and megan the stallion or it's people showing these wholesome videos with their grandparents or just there's so much going on on tiktok and there's so much that you can see on tiktok tips on how to take your sat exams and then you know you see some people jumping off a bridge into some water there's a little bit of everything on tiktok you can find it all there and we talked about here on the youth how we've seen no U.S. officials are allowed to have TikTok on their phones. They are not allowed whatsoever to have this app. Same thing with any of their family members, including their children. They're not allowed to have this app on their phone because, you know, there's speculations that this is a Chinese app. And there's speculations that they use this app to obtain all sorts of information on us and use it against us. And we're now seeing, you know, just a, an hour ago, before we started the show, India announced that they are banning 59 Chinese apps and TikTok is one of those included, which sort of makes you question how safe is TikTok? You know, while we enjoy it and while it's kind of fun to scroll through those videos, especially now during quarantine, where, like I said, we really haven't had much to do except sit at home and scroll through our phones and, you know, just do school and try to, you know, stay as fit as we can by maybe going for a walk a day. TikTok sort of became even more popular during this quarantine. And now we're sort of seeing how it may not be as safe as we think. And, you know, if it's all for some dances and it's all just for some fun, I think it's better off, you know, in my opinion. I used to make TikToks and I used to have fun making dances. And, you know, Ali and I used to have a blast making TikToks in the studios. And it's just something that now as... You know, I've moved on from that. I don't make TikToks as often as I used to. And I wasn't even that avid of a user anyways. Now it's just sort of a way to keep me entertained. But even that 
is sort of getting played out and boring already. And we've talked about how we all sort of figured TikTok was just going to be another phase. And we'll see another one of these apps come along in the next few years. But now that we're seeing our security may be at risk, it's something that may deter a lot of people from using TikTok in the future. I mean, it's already known that our phones listen to us to some sort of degree because I can say I really like this song and I really like this. And then I'll even on TikTok, I talked about a song that I really liked one of my friends and I got the ad for it of the music video. And I went, cool, I already saw the music video. Thank you, TikTok. But, you know, it goes into the fact that that's kind of why a lot of people find this to be a threat. And I understand that. And you don't want to be talking about some U.S. stuff if you are pretty high up in the rankings around your phone, if you do have TikTok, I, I suppose. So the actual banning on it is understandable. The fact that it's getting a little boring, the fact that it's getting a little overplayed, yeah, I kind of just still have it so I can go back and watch some like renovation videos that you see of people with their rooms. I'm like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Like how it started, like how it finished. So that's kind of what I still kind of use it for. But I mean, every now and again, you find something interesting on your For You page and you're like, oh, wow, didn't even know that existed. But I don't know. At some point, I feel like I will be deleting TikTok by the end of probably this summer or by the end of this year, most likely, personally. So personally, like um, Nicole said, there's actually there was actually a TikTok, um, a joke, and it was like, oh, when you sing the song on purpose so you can get an ad for it later. And that was actually really funny. You know, I thought about it when she brought it up. But anyways, um, yeah, TikTok is we've already known Gen Z already knows that TikTok listens to us and we don't care. There was a big scare at the beginning of the quarantine. You know, my teacher, one of my teachers, she sent it on a motto. She was like, oh, um, you know, TikTok is listening to you. Delete it, delete it. And everybody was like, who's going to tell her we don't care? And um, yeah, it was just funny. And it's just like, you know, we don't care, especially, you know, a while back, you know, with the whole NSA issue, finding out that our phones listen to us, you know, with the whistleblower and whatnot, you know. It's just like people really, we really don't care. We sacrifice ourselves for our phones and that's something that we shouldn't do, but we do. And yeah, the whole thing with India, that's a whole issue with me. You know, I think censorship is a human rights issue, but that, you know, I'm not getting into that discussion right now. We could get into that later, but yeah, that's just my opinion. Um, I'm one of those people that, I don't really use, I don't know. I don't post on TikTok, but like every now and then I'll go and scroll and look at some videos. But other than that, I never really cared about it. And I don't think, so now I hear about all of this, I for sure would never post anything. And I'll always make sure to close the app once I leave. Oh, what does that mean? Amanda, <laughs> time, do you listen to that? I hear it. I definitely hear it. And I think we're all on the same page that, TikTok is fun at all, but I think we're coming to a an end very soon with TikTok here on the youth. And just, guys, thank you for another spectacular show. We had all girls today, all my girls here on the youth. We're just missing Brie. Um, I'm just, and Idania, of course. We missed Idania. And I know Idania would have gone off because she loves TikTok. Shout out to Idania. <laughs> She's always sending me some funny TikToks, you know, about hand sanitizers and all that kind of fun stuff. But, guys, thank you for another spectacular show here on the youth. We will see you tomorrow. It's July tomorrow. We made it halfway through 2020. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio Series XM, channel 145.